Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of the Holding Court podcast. Today, I'm joined by special guest Kita Maget. She is an actress, a mixed martial artist, philanthropist, owner, and coach at Team Bullybuster Self Defense, a pro wrestler, and an all around incredible human. We'll talk about the funny way we met, how she found her calling empowering others and the obstacles she faces, and how she misunderstood an audition and it resulted in her somehow becoming a pro wrestler. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Hi. Are you okay? <laughs> what the hell song is that? Well, it is an original. When <laughs> Justin forced me to start this podcast. So right when COVID hit, he had already got me the podcast equipment for Valentine's okay. Day. And I came downstairs in our condo in Arizona because everything was shut down. And okay. all of this was set up at the table. And he was like, you want a podcast? Let's go. Because I'm not... I'm a self-starter, but this is scary. And I just didn't know the right time to start it and okay. everything was going on. And I just, I don't know. I think I needed that push, push to be like, you can do this. Yeah. And it was set up. So we record the episode. Full disclosure, I will never go back and listen to the first episode because I'm sure it's so terrible and just was not planned and probably a lot of rambling, but we needed a theme song. And how did you come up with that? I don't know. Justin just gave me a beat and I just kind of stylized around it. You know the website Fiverr where you can go on there and yes. pay? I thought about going on there at first, but. that It's actually really cute and funny and awkward if it ain't and broke. weird. And it's you guys, so that's even better. Yeah. And now Dieter, the organist at Dodger Stadium, yeah. when Justin makes a play, he plays it on the organ. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. That's Funny. And I love when I get texts and, That's and great. they say the holding court song <laughs> is playing and I just get so excited. I love it. Thank you for having me, Courtney. Of course. Thanks for being here. I am really excited. We have to dive in with how we first met. Yes. The so. PG story. <laughs> Long story short. Yes. We actually both went to UCLA. Um, I graduated with a marketing degree and was running marketing programs here in Los Angeles and Courtney worked for me. <laughs> she was my girl. It was uh, Courtney and I. They paired us up. So it was a full marketing program all over LA and everyone was going to be with a market manager, Correct. you me. and a brand ambassador, me. You. And you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Just you were so intimidating. And that's funny because on here, some of the wives say, oh, when I met you, you were so intimidating. Oh my God. And I feel like I'm not at all, right. but you had your shit together and you were very firm and confident and knew everything that was going on. And I'm like, okay, teach me, please help me. And I feel like it was a good duo. I never knew that. And we had a blast. We did. We had a wonderful time and have been friends since. So what were we doing? We were, um, <laughs> we were the first people that started food delivery services. So outside of, I feel like it was pizza and Chinese food. Correct. Those were the options if you wanted delivery. delivery. We were on the forefront yes. of innovation. Yes, we were. And we were promoting a program the for... The inception of uh, Quiznos delivery. <laughs> we, so we had to go out to... And, uh, collect and just businesses, business cards, business information, and ask them if they were interested in having... Sandwiches delivered to them for lunch. <laughs> and we had coupons to give out. Yeah. 
And we had to, we were given a region, like an area. Correct. I think ours was like North Hollywood, Burbank. Yeah. And just, we took it to the streets, yeah, grassroots we did. in we, its purest form. Literally. It was, that was us. We got the sandwiches in the hands. Did we? We did. I think we did. We did. I want to believe that we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and we originally, I think the program was an eight week program. Yeah. And in the brand ambassador promo world when you get a promo booked for more than a weekend you're so happy it is a godsend because you that just means more money and like you know when it's coming yeah because everything is independent contractor for the most part so you're just hustling correct going everywhere signing up for all these companies for them to reach out to you and yes. find a job so when i got this i had it made yeah and they extended it from what eight <laughs> weeks to like 12 weeks to then six months to then a year to then 18 months I know we should have had a dash cam in the car because we were pretty much a buddy cop comedy the entire time. <laughs> we were. It was I, so fun. Yeah. We took naps in the car. Not on company time. No. During nap time. <laughs> <laughs> during scheduled nap time. Yes. I love that. What was your first impression of me? Oh, you were just the cutest little girl. You I think I had baby. braces. Yeah, you had braces. I did. And you're like, what? that was what you said. You're like, Courtney, why the fuck do you have braces? You're like 20 years old. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll get them off. I just, I never really I like, why did liked you do my this teeth. high school. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I love that about you because that's not me. I would just be like, oh gosh, that person has braces and they're a full adult. And you were, <laughs> and I'm like, just, hey, why do you have braces? <laughs> Being that you're a full adult. <laughs> And I did. Yeah. I think I rang in my 21st birthday with braces, but that's okay. Yeah. It was great. It's fine now. Yeah. You had your little gold SUV. I still have it. No way. Yeah. Oh my God, Courtney. We should take it out for that's a ride. That's amazing. We you have had, to. Um, wait, don't tell me. You had, why am I, it's not a Volkswagen. Why am I it spacing? Is. Was it a Volkswagen? Yeah. A Volkswagen Jetta. Jetta. I did. It was the Jetta. Yes. We spent so much time. We was did. it a dark gray? It was dark. It was black on black on black on black. Oh, it damn. Was black beauty. <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> so, it was so good. We lived in that car. If they called us to go back out on the fleet <laughs> one more time, I'd do I it. I so would. I Only was, with you, for yes. sure. I know. Imagine if you got paired with someone else. Because no. I was looking around the room. We all met in this conference room. And they would say, okay, everyone go to your, oh, your person yes, now. And you had to come training. up to me. Yeah. And you're yeah. polo. I was like, you're my girl. Let's yeah. go. And then we rode, we did it into the, into the sunset. There were some stories that happened during that time, but we, we <laughs> well, won't talk we about won't it. We talk about those. But we came full circle. So this was what, 2009, 2008, 2009. God, I can't even remember. Yeah. 2008 probably. Yeah. Back when we used to eat Olive Garden yeah, every day yeah, and Quiznos. Yeah. When we would finish the shift, they would say, do you want to take a sandwich and home? We were, and we just did. At some point we were like, <laughs> no, thank you. And that's when you know it's bad because <laughs> that we needed that money. And they would say, do you want free lunch? And we, there was a point, no. no Can don't. I just take a cup of your, your banana, <laughs> banana peppers? Banana peppers? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and a Sobe from the shelf. The banana peppers that. and the Sobe were and the And they truth. would get mad. You're like, I'm going to take this. And they'd say, oh, just the fountain drinks, please. And you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to take the Sobe. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> and they do it with a big smile on my face. So they're like. But how do you do that? I don't know. My mom and dad always said, look like you know what you're doing. Like the fake it till you make. But you, it's more. But not, yeah, not fake it till you make it. I, they didn't teach me that. They were like, no, bitch, you make it. Um, <laughs> You've made you it. You try hard and make it. But you don't, don't worry about it. the response and someone saying, please put that down. Yeah. 
but they just won't because I think it's in your delivery. I would be too scared to say anything. I'd be like, okay, I guess she's taking the Sobe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that um, characteristic of, of shy or like. I don't think you can teach it either at this no, point. No, I think you can. I think really? you can. I, it could rub off, off on you for sure. If you hung out with me for like, and like we had to go to like six events or something, you'd be like. But I did and Dang. I still am a <laughs> meek, no, shy but- child when I ask for anything. <laughs> okay valid point valid point oh my gosh yeah that was always that was one of the things I admired you had your full place going and you were just you were doing it thank you I admired you so much I did it I did it isn't that crazy looking up where we are today like what we somehow landed I think it was all thanks to that program personally (laughs) saved our lives yeah so we came full circle I think it was full circle 100 last season we did a day at the stadium, which I'll get into your business, but you came and helped us feel empowered. So I walk by myself and you hate it. Yes, I do. And I won't tell you where I walk, but I walk a similar route every day. And you, when I told you that you got very mad at me. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea. So (laughs) in a nutshell, I'm a self-defense expert, um, specializing in martial arts, uh, jujitsu, Muay Thai, wrestling, and boxing. Um, and there are things that you can avoid and things that you can do to just be on point and walking the exact same path every day is not a great idea because people can time it and know, Oh, there's that blonde girl. She walks every day at this time. I see her. I see what car she's in. I see, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Well, you actually, so you made this your mission pretty yeah. much in life. But what what got you to that point where you realized that this was important? What happened to get you here to where you wanted it to be your life's work, essentially? Good question. Um, so in a nutshell, um, I was bullied and beat up in high school my freshman year because I'm mixed um, and I'm half black and I'm half Guatemalan. And there was a group of girls that did just not like that. And um, they made my life a living hell. And unfortunately, at the same time, uh, during my freshman year, my mom was hit by a car and my parents were in the middle of a divorce. So I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to about the bullying situation. Um, So it escalated and to the point where they beat the crap out of me. They broke my shoulder blade, my jaw, four of my ribs and my pancreas and my liver didn't work for like 10 years. I had to take enzymes to digest my food. Um, so needless to say that left me with a lot of PTSD, especially when it came to like physicality. Um, and I was always an athlete. I ran track, played basketball and gymnastics, but nothing where you're like intimate with anyone. Um, so life went on. Um, I, I continued acting. I, you know, was still doing marketing and doing my thing, but I was inspired to, do something with my story when I booked a play and the director of the play during character development was asking me some personal questions. And he, uh, my character was a woman that was homeless, pregnant and a crackhead. And I have a big light about me. I don't know if you can hear it through my voice, but like I'm (laughs) always smiling and like my eyes light up. So he, uh, I booked the role because I'm an incredible actor. And, um, but he was like, we need to dim your light, like all of it. Uh, when you're on the stage, I don't, oh. want, I don't want any glow to come yeah. through. And I was like, oh, how do you do that? 
So he was like, let's get into some personal questions so that you can tap into that when you're on stage. I was like, okay, great, let's do it. Have you ever been raped? I was like, oh my God, no. Yeah. He's like, have you ever been abused? Uh, like, you know, domestic violence. I was like, no, thank God. And he said, um, ever been molested or been, you know, in a fight and asking stuff like that. And I was like, well, I did get bullied. And he's like, tell me about that experience. And I told him the whole thing. And he said, pause on the play. The fact that you're sitting here and like you can tell me this story and like have this light about you doesn't make any sense. You need to do something with your story. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what do you do with this terrible story yeah. that I've tried to like suppress my whole yeah. life? And um, that really planted a seed in my spirit. We finished with the character development and like got into the play. The play was amazing. Um, sold out every night, standing ovation every night. I killed it. It was a beautiful experience and I dimmed my light and uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And I loved the challenge and uh, that seed just kept growing and growing. And I kept asking myself, like, what would I do with my story? And then the question became, what would I do to help someone that was in my same situation? If there was another little girl right now and someone was like, hey, this girl's getting bullied, what would you do to help her? And I was like, man, she needs someone to talk to. She needs someone to advocate for her because a lot of times you don't feel like what your experience is is even that big of a deal to tell yeah. or you don't want to make it worse by telling because then they're going to confront the people and then it's just, you know, and yeah. it's, it's all very intimidating and scary. Um, so that's when I was inspired to start Team Bully Buster, um, the 501c3 nonprofit organization where I was a liaison for children to the schools and kids could call me, tell me what was going on and I would advocate for them for the schools and follow up and make sure that something was being done. Um, and I was quite successful. It was pretty amazing. Uh, but it just kept morphing and morphing. Like, what else can I do? It wasn't good enough. What else can I do? What else can I do? Uh, and in my own walk through acting, I booked, um, I booked a pro wrestling role. It was very random. <laughs> I had, I didn't, grow up wanting to be a pro wrestler, but I, I walked into an audition that I thought was for heroes. Remember that show? Yeah. Sci-fi show. Uh-huh. And, um, and signed in and then they called my name and took me in the back room and there was a wrestling ring and there was these <laughs> bitches wrestling. And I was like, like where oh, am hell I? No. Yeah, no, I'm good. I had my hand on the doorknob. Like, no, I'm good. Especially after what I experienced oh, getting yeah. beat up. I was like, I don't want any part of this. No. Um, and the executive producer was like, hey, where, why are you leaving? And I was like, I'm totally at the wrong audition. I just called my agent. He said, leave. You're like actors wrong. access to yeah. put me in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrong direction. Sorry. And he said, um, it's Friday at 5 p.m. Why don't you just stay? You're not really going to get too far. And I was like, valid point. Like, that's, that's true. I'm going to yeah. be in this exact same place in one yeah. hour on the freeway. So I'll watch. So I watched. And um, one of the last girls that got in the ring was as petite as I am and not as muscular. So skinny and tiny and picked up a girl who probably weighed 170, 80 pounds, chucked her across the ring, picked her up and suplexed her and then chucked her back into the ropes and body slammed her. And I was like, yo, how did she do that? Yes. How the fuck did she do that? Am I yeah. going to cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> please. A little late now. Better you than me. <laughs> so... So I, I was inspired and I took the waiver home and I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, whatever. And so I got an email that said, thanks to coming for, thank you to, for coming to the audition and the callbacks are blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, I spoke to my dad that night and I told him about my day and like I had an audition and it was pro wrestling, but hell no. And it was funny. And I was like, oh my God, how did I end up here? Yeah. We laughed about it. And then he said, well, what if it's something that can like help you? You know, learning anything is a benefit. Yeah. So if someone's going to teach you something for free, why would you knock it? Like, what if it's something, I mean, granted, you don't even need to be a pro wrestler, but like learn. What if that like does things for you? in acting or in your physicality issues. And I was like, oh, that's true. Maybe. You're so smart, dad. You're so smart, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, I took the waiver and, and brought it back to that first callback. And, and they let us know how it was going to go. It was pretty much like uh, one of those shows, like pro- uh, process of elimination. There was 200 of us. And they kept 18. And I was one of the 18 after three months. It's wild how these two situations are feel like, I don't know, like just the timing. And yeah, the, it was all timing. It's so wild. Yeah. Like is, you're, oh, I'm in the wrong place, correct. but are you in the wrong place? But are you in, exactly. And behind this mysterious door. And yeah. This so audition. that's how I became a wow superhero pro yeah. wrestler. And then, um, and so with that being said, that kind of opened up opportunities and doors for me in my acting roles, because now I could add wrestler and like, contact stuff. Um, so I did, and then I got an audition for this show called grappling dolls and they were going to teach you jujitsu for three months. And I was like, okay. And I booked it. And so I learned jujitsu for three months and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I want to do this in real life outside of just for the show. Like I want to come, this is what the, this is, I had never seen anything like it. Um, it was Nogi jujitsu 10th planet with Eddie Bravo. And my mind was blown. And I, uh, I, I started and I hit the ground running and I didn't even like all the issues, all the physicality, all the PTSD was gone, like between wow and 10th planet and learning. It was like little by little, little baby Kita was becoming (laughs) Kita rush, like the empowered Kita. And, um, then I was introduced to Muay Thai and then I was introduced to boxing and, now full circle, I compete in all of them professionally and I'm a pro wrestler and now I own Team Bully Buster in Studio City where we teach women and children how to protect themselves. If I was already intimidated by you <laughs> when you were my Quiznos market manager, manager. I know, is that crazy? It's wild. And so what is the bridge from this into starting your business? Like what, where was the connection made of, okay, I've already it's had time. this nonprofit started. Yeah. How do I incorporate this into my business? So that's a great question. I'm really glad you asked me. <laughs> um, so I, I, once I started becoming the empowered version of myself, I knew deep down in my soul that like other people need to feel how I feel. And I could walk out of my house and I, I don't feel like scared or intimidated anymore. And that was um, a feeling that was foreign and priceless. And yeah. once I got it, I was like, yo, how do I pass this forward? And um, so then a, a group of girls and I started a self-defense little company. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then we kind of had a fa- falling out. Like we had different ideals. Philosophy. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and I was I was very sad and it, it, it broke my heart because the friendships as well were kind of strained. Mm-hmm. And um, I was already dating my fiance at the time. And um, he was like, why don't you just do it by yourself and teach at my gym? And I was like, 
really? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know anyone in your, like he, his gym is in Inglewood. Yeah. And I live in Studio City. So I was like, I don't even have like clients or, you yeah. know? And he's like, I'll put signs up. Like, we'll just, just start there. And I was like, okay. He's like, how much do you want to charge? I was like, I don't want to charge anything. I just, I just want to show people that like, getting attacked and not protecting yourself is not the option. Like yeah. you can protect yourself. Let me just show you how. And, um, and so I started there and like looked up, I think eight months later, I taught every Sunday for four hours for free just cause I, it was something that felt so good to me. And, um, my mom and my brother on mother's day came, they met me there and then we were continuing on to the Marina Del Rey to like go have brunch or whatever. Yeah. So they watched me teach and my mom and my brother were both like, wow, you're amazing. This is crazy. We didn't even know you were good. Like, this is cool. They're like, we thought this was a phase. Yeah, like, yeah, honestly, exactly. And they're like, dude, you're, this is like, actually, yeah, I didn't even really know I was good at it. And then my fiance would tell me all the time, like, you're incredible at this. Like, did you ever think about being a teacher or like doing this? And I'm like, no, not really. But now you just planted that seed. Yeah. And so, um, then I had an opportunity to open, uh, open up my own gym with a friend and I was in the process of that, put money into that, had started the painting, the electrical process, and then things fell through on their end with their investors. Mm -hmm. So then it was back at square one. Um, but I didn't leave, I didn't lose the passion or the heart or anything. Like nothing happened to my spirit. It was just like, oh, that didn't work. I think a lot of people would stop there. Yeah. Like, okay, it's actually not meant to happen. Yeah. And I don't know why it didn't. Cause I feel like naturally I would have yeah. thought that too. Yeah. Um, but it didn't leave. And then one day I was literally driving down Witset and this used to be a, um, an art school. Oh, like Arthur's art school or something like that. <laughs> and then I, and I've clever. always saw the sign, you yeah. know, on both sides. And I drove, drove, I lived on Witset for 16 years, 18 yeah. years. And, um, Remember we used to go to my I apartment. I loved your, that's where I was like, this girl has her shit together. Yeah. You had a full home. Yes. A it wasn't full home. just a place no. you were living. Yeah. It was the coziest yeah. place. I'm like, wow, this girl. Yeah. You had it together. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, um, what was I saying? About driving by Arthur's yeah. art. Yeah, I like, exactly. And then one day I drove by and it didn't say Arthur's art school oh, anymore. It Arthur said for lease. No more. Arthur was like, I'm out. Yeah. And I was like, yo. So I, made a U-turn and um, I came in and looked at it and was looking through and I called coach and I was like, hey, babe, there's this place right down the street from my house. And he's like, okay, when I'm done with work, I'll come over and we'll look at it. So he came here and we we held hands outside. We prayed about it Aww. and we're like, I don't know, let's call tomorrow. And um, I called and- Arthur wow. answered. Arthur like, answered. I'm out on the business. <laughs> Do you want to take over my lease? And here we are six years later, Team Bully Buster, Studio City with- 250 students and that's 250 people learning how to protect themselves. That's 250 less women that are getting raped. That's 250 people that are empowered that are not scared when someone approaches them. That is wild. And Do you ever just sit and think about it? Um, and just, I don't know. It's wild. I always, when yes I was, no. when I drive by here and I see you have a class going on, it's my favorite thing. Oh, You're like, why aren't you cry. knocking on my door? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you get your ass in class? I can't. It. Okay. I fully did. Well, we did, we did our wives day at the stadium. Yes. That was, that was very awesome. And you came out and kind of gave 
the like the basics, basics rundown yeah of like what to do and and like how to be unrapeable if possible if the you- best girls were going their husbands were coming home that night and they would say oh let me try to do this to you <laughs> getting choked out <laughs> doing the pinky like the yeah, twist yeah. back yeah trying all their moves out and then I came here and you were basically wanting to kick my ass <laughs> in a workout and I don't even think it was that complicated but it, I think it was the nonstop small breaks. I've never done really a one-on-one training oh. session. I finished that workout was it probably 30 minutes, not even 30 minutes. No, you've trained for an hour. That was an hour? That was one hour. I mean, and I said to Justin, I don't think I've worked out a day in my life because if that was working out, <laughs> was I working have just out. been wasting my time. That was a workout. That So I said, if I do that every day, and then here I am a year later and you, I haven't yeah. done it again. Welcome welcome to Team Bully Buster. Would you like to sign up? <laughs> I would love to. I'll get your membership form. It's crazy. And Justin loves to follow on Instagram and watch the videos of the kids. Oh, it's his favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. How it's, do you have the patience? Are you just... I prayed for patience. Honestly, it was something that I knew was important. Um, and I, I really at this point in my life, really wake up wanting to be great every day and and being like an amazing Kita. And so I try every day. And those are always opportunities to be great and to like slow down and to be present and to be empathetic and compassionate for what the situation is. You said present and that was already the word I had in mind when I watch your videos of you with the kids you don't have nothing else is happening around you you're focused on the kids yeah it's 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 beautiful and not good at the same time because it's something I'm really good at is being present but it also means I'm not over there or over there or over there you know yeah I'm in it to win it whenever I'm in something so what are people what normally brings someone to your studio um, is it ref- like someone will say, oh, I actually have heard about this place if a kid, because I've even referred people here. Yeah. So I'll say, okay, my kid's going through something at school. I say I have the perfect place. Yeah. Head on over. Exactly. So is that normally just like a word of mouth someone hears or what, what brings people here? One beautiful thing I would say is our word of mouth has been, I mean, I've not spent a dime in marketing. I get people. You know, I'll drive around and give out your <laughs> business, business card with quizzos. <laughs> I'll give them free a free sandwich if <laughs> yeah, you try exactly. a class. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been really beautiful that it, it is it is all word of mouth, and um, I think like if I played voicemails for you, you 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 have like half that are like, "Hi, you know, I'm interested in um, I I heard about it, or I drive by, I'm interested in something for my daughter or my son." Yeah. Then there's the parents that are like, uh, "My daughter's going to college in two weeks. I just want to get her prepared." I'm like. You called me two weeks before. Okay. It takes um, time. So yeah. Work in progress. Right. Um, then there's the people who were attacked or are in a domestic violence situation or that just got out of one mm-hmm. um, that want to be empowered and not relive whatever they just experienced. Um, there's the clients that have been raped, that have been molested. There's the clients that are just very shy. They're, they're shy or, or their kids are shy. Um, they're shy and need don't want to be or parents that don't want their children to be shy anymore and want them to be outgoing and be able to speak up for themselves. Yeah. Um, so a different, di- different, different dynamics, but all in the same is at the end of the day, they just want to be empowered. I feel like you're the total package too, because obviously you as a person, you can talk to anyone. Thanks. I think. And 
anyone that comes to you, I think you'll be able to speak to whatever they've went through yeah, or they're afraid to go through. And so I think it wouldn't just be someone that has the basic skills yeah. of what you're teaching. I think it has to be me. the total package. It has I, to be me. I honestly <laughs> agree with you because yeah. I think uh, even, even just being mixed and being able to understand and, yeah, and be able to relate and being from the Valley and, you know, I just, I think there's so many composites that make, this successful. Yeah. What, so your place, if people haven't driven by and seen it, uh, drove by, driven by, driven. Great. UCLA. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's open. The windows are open. Yeah. You can see everything. What is like, what factor is that to this people seeing it, but also is there, I know you deal with a lot of people that are going through stuff. Are people worried that it's out in the open and they're actually no, I mean a couple times, like we, so I do have blinds because we do have several celebrities that train here. So. Oh, not just me? No, not just you and Justin. <laughs> not just you guys. Okay. Um, but but they will ask for the blinds to be closed. Oh. So that's an option. Um, I'd if- want TMZ to get my pick working out. <laughs> Maybe like in the first five minutes of a workout here. At the end, no. No, I want them to get you at the end <laughs> when you're laying on the ground. Like, I would. There's your marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? The windows. Yes, windows to the wall. Um, <laughs> to the sweatshirt. Your balls. <laughs> I cannot with you. This is why our, um, that's why we're successful. Yes. <laughs> For very different things. For different, very different reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, so also um, having, being a martial artist and being a professional fighter, I train at multiple different gyms. Um, and usually they're all very warehousey and uh, like underground type of feeling. Yeah. And that's cool and all, but when it came to me opening up my own business, I wanted my gym to feel good to a woman and to a child. Um, I really don't like the way dojos smell. They smell like (laughs) old feet and carpet and it's just terrible. Um, so I didn't want that smell. I didn't want that look. I didn't want that warehouse dungeony vibe. I wanted it to feel like your beautiful living room where you're learning something and you can look out the window and see someone walking by and it feels good. Yeah. Um, this so, feels like an extension of your home. So that's exactly it smells <laughs> incredible. What is that about the body or a Yankee candle? <laughs> oh, <I'll be> about- <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was important to me. Like, you know, people were like, hey, what are you going to do a mural and have like spray paint? I'm like, no, I actually want reclaimed wood on this wall. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I, I took, I, I, put plants and it's, I just wanted it to feel good. Yeah. And I want whoever steps in here to feel good. Like they're at home, not like they're in this new place. Yeah. And so I, I think I did it. Yeah. Well, obviously we talk about the benefits and empowering people, but there has to be, I mean, you had this business sustained through COVID. Yeah. Thank God. Were you just, yeah, that was I mean, tough, Courtney. That was, cause especially being such an intimate I space know. and working out, yeah. that was one of the things that I, I know going to workouts and workout classes and everyone figured out a way to do get it. a yoga mat yeah. on Amazon and do their bullshit workouts home. at home yeah. or walker. I mean, I don't know how many times I walked my neighborhood, Yeah, but that was what a lot of people had to do. That was scary. And, um, we lost a lot of students and obviously we closed for that first initial two weeks when it was like the world's going to shut down. Right. Um, but then after that, then coach and I started coming here and just working out ourselves. Like yeah. instead of working out at home, well, we own a gym. So let's just go to our gym and work out. 
Uh, and then people would walk by and be like, hey, are you guys doing private sessions? And like, we saw the interest, like, oh, people are still down to work out. Yeah. I'm like, maybe we should put down the blinds and just still do privates only. So we did privates only with the people that wanted to do that. Um, and then little by little, we're able to uh, do cl outdoor classes and we use utilized all that space outside. Um, and then the fires, remember? Oh like, my gosh. So then we couldn't be outside because no one like could the breathe. the world was ending for yeah. that period there. Then we had to come back inside and then the health departments. Oh my God. It was, <laughs> <laughs> That's the open window yeah. problem. <laughs> so um, there were the, nail salons with paper, like papering their windows. And I would book an appointment. And this was when things were opening. Yeah. And they would say, come in the back. Who's, yeah. did anyone see you? <laughs> right. <laughs> like it was a speakeasy. Yeah, it really was. This underground here. nail salon It really world. was. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. One parent, um, they own a huge chain of nail salons um, and they had to shut all of them down because it's not like Kim's Nails. It's like a big one. Yeah. So they had, so they had badly, to, but I won't. They had to, they had to close <laughs> all of their locations. So they were really salty about that. So the dad would, when he was driving, told me, that when he sees a nail salon that's open, like he sees that they're papered up, he would actually call the health department and report, report. them. Well, we got reported. And so the day that he brought his kids, we were like, sorry, we, we just got reported. The health department just showed He's up. He's like, we, oh, actually it was me. No. I just he, brought my kids but to, it made, as a decoy. It literally made his like spirit check himself because he was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, this is our livelihood. They were talking about finding us, like, all, you know. Yeah. And I, and he's like, I just did that to so many people. And I was like, that sucks. Like, yeah. you, see, you see the effect of like, yeah. granted, you guys have a big corporation, but like the little mom and pops, like, leave us alone. Yeah. Whatever. And you were we, doing what you could to be safe and correct. do it. Yeah. And we survived. Yeah. Thank God. You know, we talk about the positive side of this and- what you do and there has to be, I don't know. I, I love kids. I just, I have a hard time with the patience of it and yeah. I have a hard time and I watch your videos and I just think all the time, she is so present. She's so patient. She's you're it's, you were made for this Thank you. and we know that, but what do you ever just go home at night and just yell a big F word? Like you were yeah, so frustrated I and do. you had the longest day and what, like, what is it that, that brings you frustration? What is it that I don't know. Not that you ever say, oh, like, I can't believe I'm, I'm doing this or like, how am I in this situation? What are the situations that kind of push you into that frustration? I would really say it's not the children or what I do or my clients. It's really the parents. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's quite jaw dropping, um, working with children and having a goal and an intention. And my intention with every person that I meet is for them to feel good and feel empowered and know some techniques on how to protect themselves. And the mindset of parents these days is very hard to accept. Um, I feel like a lot of parents are really into just being friends with their children. They don't want to discipline them. They don't want to hurt their feelings. They don't want to upset them. Yeah. They don't want their kids to be mad at them. Um, I didn't grow up like that. You know, yeah. my mom's from Guatemala and my dad is a Marine. It was this A, you're going to do A, not B, your and friend. C. Yeah, <laughs> not your friend. We'll yeah. be friends later. And yeah. like, I love my parents. I have yeah. the most amazing relation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I think I had an incredible upbringing and um, it's just, uh, it's, it's just frustrating working with children and wanting to empower them and knowing what does empower them. 
Um, and then seeing parents that completely um, enable the opposite. Yeah, and inhibit you from doing yeah. your job and what you want to accomplish. Yeah, like um, even even for something simple like wrapping your hands, right? So boxing is on Mondays, Tuesday, uh, and Wednesdays is Muay Thai. So those are both striking okay, I'll days. Come. Yeah, be here, show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's say at four o'clock is the four year olds. Um, four year old can wrap their hands. You're just wrapping your hand. Yeah. But even that, when like we tell the parents, show your kid how to do it one time, we're going to do it for them one time, and then we're going to do it one more time for them. That's three total. Now they can figure it out. Yeah. I'll see parents out there wrapping their hands. I see nan. I got nannies that are professional hand wrappers. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, let them do it. Like, let them hold their own bag and bring yeah. it in. They, they're not little crippled people or dogs. Like, they, they have arms yeah. and legs and minds and... And they'll say, oh, they can't do it. Yeah. Well, have you ever given and them a And if they need help, shot? if yeah. they need help, I want them to say, Coach Kita, can you please help me? Not yeah. just cower behind a bag and now I got to go say, hey, did you need help with something? Like, we're trying to get rid of that. I yeah. want kids to use their voice and, and like, know their value and their worth and love themselves. And the only way you get to know yourself is by applying it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of parents don't have the same mentality or they're just honestly scared or don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that frustrates me. I hear that a lot with parents and I think in baseball too. And I know it's like, a, it's similar, but different, but okay. even in, it'll be hitting lessons or during a game, okay. parents coming in okay. and say, Oh, I think he should be doing this. Okay. Are you paying me for the hitting lessons? Right. Exactly. Then let me, exactly. like, I don't even, I think parents should not be allowed at practice. That's actually one they beautiful not thing. Be allowed. Post COVID is no parents allowed anymore. So COVID before COVID parents see at the benches used to be able to hang out and watch their kids and yeah. chime in and whatever. Now all the parents have to wait on the patio and it's beautiful. Cause like they're just mine and it's me and them. And like, I can do what I got to do in one hour and then. Yeah. Bye. Do you ever see them hovering outside? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they all have their videos out. Yeah. And like, you know, they want to post and record. You don't think you'll ever go back to? Never, 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 never. And they don't really probably look to their parents. Do they, some of them look, maybe in the beginning no, when only, they're doing something? Only on day one. Yeah. Day one, they'll they'll look backwards, you know, like to see if mom saw. But other than that, the kids don't even care. Like the parents are like, oh my God, they're, they're, they're going to be so scared. They're going to, yeah. and I'm like, the kid is fine. Yeah. Look at them. They're yeah. fine. Well, if you always set up a situation where you're doing everything for them or you make them believe that they can't do it on their own. I have a 12 year old who can't tie his shoes. Like because it was, everyone's done it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're wealthy, but like he literally can't put on his shoes. Like he puts them on and then can't tie them. I mean, and he can. He just doesn't. He doesn't know how. Never, yeah. He, he doesn't know freaking bunny ears. Loop, loop through him. the swoop. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> None, he don't know that stuff. And I'm like, this, it's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Another thing that like kind of is, I guess let me explain like my philosophy in learning how to protect yourself. Okay. Yeah. So there's parents who put their children in swimming lessons, right? So if you had kids, would you put your kid in swimming lessons or maybe you'll teach them yourself? Yeah. Okay. No, I can't swim. Oh, you can't? I know. It was in gym class and I skipped it. I said I took it the semester before. And then the next semester I said I took it the semester and before. And you lied. I lied. Now and I can doggy paddle like a mother, but. Bitch, you can't swim. <laughs> I can sustain. But I see you in boats and in like beautiful oceans and Oh, things. I can do the like circle, stay afloat <laughs> doggy paddle, but you won't see me doing the Michael Phelps down the line. No chance. Quarters. 
You can teach me. I'll teach you. <laughs> okay. We'll go so. on the LA River <laughs> to a lesson. I grew up with a pool. My mom, like a less a swimming lesson for me was threw me in the deep end and swim your ass to the I do that end. to the dogs to yeah. make sure they can get out. Exactly. And that's what parents should do with their kids. <laughs> yes. But, but um, no, so, so parents put their children in swimming lessons because they want their kids to know how to swim and not drown, right? Yeah. They're not necessarily putting their kid in swimming to be Michael Phelps or to be an Olympian, right? Oh, I'd love that though. True. But yeah. But right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I look at self-defense is the exact same way. Put your kid in it so they can have the tools to operate and to use just in case. Yeah. And if they excel at it and awesome. it becomes something great. Cool. And if not, cool. Either way. That's baseball too. All these parents it's the with the five-year-olds. Oh, he has a really good swing. They go to Justin and they say, can you look at my kid's swing? And Justin's, is he having fun? Great. <laughs> is he in other sports? Okay, he's not. Get him in another sport. Please. And have him do a variety. Yeah. It can't be one track mind, solely this. And you're not going to be able to tell with a For five, a really six, seven, eight-year-old if there's an, and what if they don't even want to do it? Correct. And I think parents put all the stock in, oh, my kid's so, like, you should see my kid swing. Yeah. Justin sees so many swing videos and bless him. He'll watch it <laughs> and give feedback, but he's, they'll say, oh, do you do lessons? Justin says, no, no, let him have time for that. Let him have fun. <laughs> yeah. Cause if they're doing it for their parents, it's not, it's, it's going to not be fun Correct. and they're going to resent you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it's kind of a, a, a thing where like people will call and, we have a very low price, especially for this area and like compared to the other children's yeah. martial arts gyms in this area. Um, our price is so much lower because we're that good. We don't, this is not romper room. This is not, <laughs> we're not, it's not daycare. Like yeah. your kid is going to learn in real life what to do if someone does this. Yeah. And if someone does this and if someone does this, this is what your kid is going to learn. Why would you not want that? Yeah. That's crazy. Like yeah. I'll literally have people on the phone like, okay, so um, do we have to buy all of that gear? Do we have to get headgear? Do you want your kid to get punched in the head? Do, yeah, do sure. we have to get shin guards? I didn't do just you make want, that list because I wanted you to. Do you want your stuff? kid to get kicked in the head without a shin guard? Yeah. I'm. It's like, <laughs> why? Yeah. And it's just, it's just interesting to me that like there's so much pullback or pushback yeah. when it comes to like something like this. It's that valuable. Is so valuable. It's like the most important thing. Yeah. Whether they're gymnasts, track stars, basketball players, football players, baseball, you, yeah. you might need to know how to fight. You might need to know how to protect yourself. If you're a pretty girl, you probably need to in 2022. Please. Everyone. Please. No matter what. Like I'm begging, I, I'm begging for yeah. every person to get their kid in some form of self-defense and, and like ask and don't just sign them up for karate. Cause at the end of the day, karate works for karate. Yeah. If I go like this to you and you know, karate, we're good. But, but what happens when I got you with karate, then what yeah. happens when I got these fists in your face and you're used to katas and <laughs> it's not the same. Like you, people yeah. need to know the kids need to know. Parents need to know homelessness is on the rise. I got people my phone is blowing up off the hook because people are like, I just got attacked by a homeless person. I'm scared about homeless people. There's homeless people, blah, blah, blah. I need lessons. I need lessons. I'm like the, the weight for like 
yeah. waiting for something to happen to then make the call. It's yeah. like, you guys, we can turn on the news. The world is not great. Yeah, let's get, just be ready. Just know yeah. how to protect yourself. If and, a guy came up to you and grabbed you like this, just know what to do. Yeah. If he grabbed you like this, just know what to do. If someone puts you on their back and wants to rape you, know what to do. Yeah. Or not. And call me after. Yeah. Oh. I'm here. I'm, I'll be here. And don't walk alone <laughs> the same route yeah. every single Courtney. day. <laughs> well, before I let you go, I do want to talk about your wow superhero oh, life. Yes. I think it's so cool. Thank you. And I need to come and watch. Yes. So it um, didn't work out with my schedule the last one, but please keep inviting me. If I you are, are come. you in town this uh, August 26th, 7th and 8th? I Or any of those days? Probably not. Okay. Well, keep me September, in your- <laughs> maybe. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a, a show in August and then a show at the end of September. So wow. Superheroes. Um, that is the show that I auditioned for on accident and full circle. Now, 11 years later, um, we are on CBS worldwide footprint. We are in every network in every home starting September 17th. It's pretty amazing. Ooh. Um, if you happen to watch glow on Netflix, uh, that show is about the show that I'm on. So the owners of my wrestling company are David McLean and Jeannie Buss, who owns the Lakers. Yeah, she, um, They are the most amazing people and have started this incredible women's wrestling group where it's all women and we're all vixens, villains, superheroes, and it's pretty, pretty tremendous. And, uh, we just go at it and it's, and it's entertaining and it's empowering and it's beautiful. And it's very cool to just see a group of women be so athletic and powerful and put on a damn good show. I love that. Cause I feel like growing up the WWE, the yeah. wrestling, it was the women were secondary Correct. and this is center stage. This is center stage and it's not sexual and it's not like we're here to pull each other's hair and yeah. you stole my boyfriend and now I'm going to slap you is none of that. It is like, do you watch awesome. WWE? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you can't. I can't. Yeah. And I'm busy. Hi, I'm here all the time. I know, but just pop down. No, I'll, I'll, I'll put in names of on like YouTube of yeah. people that I like to watch. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. So proud of you. And you're Thank doing you. a triathlon. And I'm doing a triathlon. Yes. Yes. For WOW Superheroes. We're doing it for um, Children's Hospital, raising money for them. We're doing the Malibu Triathlon. And uh, that's pretty excited. We're um, represented by CBS. So it'll be my first Did you first get the thing. easy leg? What are you doing? I'm biking. Do you have to do? Oh. No. <laughs> it's no open easy. swim? <laughs> no. See, I want to do a triathlon, but maybe I need to have someone do the swimming leg. Yeah. So Candy Crush is doing the swimming leg. We'll leave that to her. <laughs> Because I would be, t- my husband's is not getting in the ocean. Nor my friend did one in Maui and said they when you drop in, there's so much kicking and splashing and yeah. chaos. And she was a good swimmer. She was, grew up in Florida. Is one of the Felt best. Like she couldn't. She just it just said it was so. She had a full panic attack yeah. in the water. Yeah. So I don't know if even if I learned how to I'm good. swim, I don't even want to do that part. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love that. So I'm going to do the cycling. So what is, how long is the cycling? I believe it's 22 miles. Oh, that's um, fine. Should be good. I mean, I did 10 and Get I was- Get a padded ass. I, I was about okay. to say I did 10 and with my triathlon trainer and uh, my area was beyond sore area, and, I I had, <laughs> and I had padded shorts on. Yeah. Um, you got to watch out for the labia and the cheek soreness. Yeah. And then um, I, I was given some A and D ointment to. I love A and D. I love an A and D for that area. <laughs> you need body glide. 
Oh, what's that? It looks like a deodorant stick. Like and you, some? yeah, I use it for marathons to put on any spot that's going to rub. rub. And it just, it's like a Vaseline that won't Vaseline your clothes pretty okay. much. Oh, sweet. Okay. Like a stronger. Okay. People will keep it in their packs during the marathon. If they just, start to get warm anywhere, they kind of just slide it, it on. Body glide. Body glide. Okay, cool. Target. You got a big send five. Me. Yeah. Not a plug. Sponsor okay. me. <laughs> Sponsor me. Well, thank you so much for chatting thank with me. Thank you, Quarters. It's always I love so you. good to see my you. Baby red fern. I know. She makes fun of my red hair. <laughs> <laughs> I always had my, I always wore my hair up and never, I think at I that point in my life, like never wear little, makeup. And my baby hairs your baby are just hairs are red. so red. And then I married a, a redhead. Full with red. A giant red beard. Yes. Just everything <laughs> red in my life. Well, thank you. Tell everyone where they can follow you. Instagram. Follow me. Um, my personal Instagram is the pretty flower. That's actually what Kita means. And um, then my other Instagram is Team Bully Buster. That's it. all one word. And then you can follow Kita Rush too. That's my superhero page. Follow them all. Go for it. I love it. Do whatever works for you. I love it. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Friendly reminder to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and rate and review the podcast and sign up for the Turner Trot 5k if you haven't you can go to turnertrot.com and get all the details and I will talk to you all next week thanks for listening bye bye <laughs>